0: Hey, I'm Kylie Kelly, and I'm obsessed with all things business and motherhood, and helping you navigate the messy and magical seasons of both. I'm a boy mama that grew a successful photo biz before hanging up my straps in 2020 to pivot. Yes, we're allowed to do that. Now I help other CEO mums just like you grow an audience of raving fans fast through a holistic virtual summit strategy but this podcast is way more than that. Think of it as your coffee date or happy hour with your girlfriends as we talk real life. Money, challenges, growth, frustrations, marketing, the messy middle, it's all welcome here. So get comfy and join us. Welcome to This Mama Means Business. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to This Mama Means Business. This week, I'm so excited to introduce you to the incredible Rose Lounsbury. Now, Rose is a decluttering coach. She's passionate about helping busy women, especially working mothers, create more margin and white space in their life by decluttering and simplifying their stuff. I am so excited about this, and I cannot wait to implement some of what she shared in my own life, starting with my closet. I don't know about you, but Sam just turned two, and I still have a closet full of maternity clothes that can go. We are not planning on having any more kids and so the fact that my closet is jam packed full of them is a little bit ridiculous. I hope you love this episode. I think as women, especially busy women, building a business while we raise our kids, we have so much in our heads, so many to-do lists, so much that we want to get done, and clearing out our stuff. I can actually see the power in creating more calm within my mind, right? Which sounds crazy to me when you're thinking about it cuz it's just stuff, right? But I can totally see how this will work, especially after talking to Rose. Before we jump into the episode, I do just want to remind you about my new membership called the Spotlight Club. At the moment, you can enroll in the pre-launch price of $33 a month. We kick off on the 1st of March and together we're going to be turning the spotlight on your business, increasing your visibility, growing your email list so that you can actually make more money in 2023. And we're going to do it in a really fun collaborative way. So if you're interested in joining, spaces are limited. The link is in the description below or you can head to the show notes to find out more. Okay, I hope to see you there. But for now, let's jump into this episode with Rose. I hope you love it as much as I love chatting with her. Hi, Rose. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today.
1: Hi, Kylie. I am excited too. I have been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: So today we are chatting all about decluttering, which I'm really excited about because as a mom of two little boys, I have a lot of stuff. So I'm excited to dive into this. Um, Before we get started though, would you mind just sharing with our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your family, your business, all the good things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I live in Dayton, Ohio, and I have triplets, which is the thing that most people remember about me of all the other things. So they are 13 years old now. But my simplicity and decluttering journey actually started when they were about two, and I had gone back to work full time. And I was just struggling to balance the work life and the home life. And then, you know, picking up all the stuff at the end of the day that was just so exhausting and never ending. And so a friend, introduced me to the idea of minimalism way back in 2012 at the very beginning of 2012 and I started letting go of stuff and it was so exciting to me that I started a blog where I shared all the things I was letting go and advice for people who wanted to do the same and eventually that turned into a business where I now help other busy working moms simplify and declutter their lives so that they can have the free time to do the things that they want. So my business is very intertwined with my personal life but uh, yeah, that's me, that's what I do. And that's why I do it. I love that. I love that it started from your own transformation, the feeling that you
0: got when when you started decluttering and, and noting the difference, I guess. I, I, love, I love it when stories start like that and businesses start like that. It's like real personal experience and then helping others have the same experience. I think that's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's more authentic that way because when moms come to me, I really understand where they are. If they're stressed out, they're trying to work a full-time job or they own their own business and they have kids. I mean, and then they're also managing everybody stuff. It's just this additional burden that especially working women share. And so I try to help working moms specifically um, so they can have freedom and joy. They're, you Just because you're a working mom or you're a CEO mom does not mean that you can't have joy or that you can't have free time. You actually can have all those things.
0: Yes, I love that. Okay, let's jump right in. So I guess to start with, I would love to ask you why it's important. So all of our listeners are mostly women that are raising their families while they build their business so we're all busy right so why is it important to prioritize decluttering do you think?
1: I think it's important to prioritize decluttering because it just becomes one less thing that you have to deal with and one of the things that I think a lot of us don't realize is that when we are spending our brain space dealing with stuff and we're always thinking okay that shoe needs to go there and who needs to take out the trash and I need to put this away and we need to put that away what you're not thinking about when your brain is just absorbed with thinking about your stuff is your not thinking about your next big idea. You're not dreaming. You're not having time to ponder and consider other possibilities for your life or possibilities for your business. And so one of the big things, unexpected things that happened for me when I started decluttering was I created my business as a result of it. I did not start off wanting to be a business owner. I did not want to be an entrepreneur. I was a middle school teacher. That was my job. But as I started clearing out the excess stuff, it opened up physical space. But more than that, It opened up mental space, which allowed me to think and dream and allowed me to come up with ideas that I couldn't consider. I did not have the mental space to consider when my mental space was occupied with whose socks are these and what time do we need to get there and what do I do with this pile of paper? So you really want to think about how much brain space is your clutter actually absorbing in your life right now and what would it be like if you didn't have to think about your stuff so much? What other things could you think about and dream about because that's where the real big, significant, powerful changes happen, yeah, your home's gonna look better. Yeah, it's gonna be easier to take care of and deal with your kids. But the really big why is because it allows you to step into a life that you probably can't even physically or emotionally or mentally see right now because it's physically, mentally and emotionally blocked from you.
0: Oh, yes. Do you know, and I'm sure most of our listeners can probably relate, but I think so much of the struggle or so much of the overwhelm for myself is how much is in my head. (laughs) Right, It's like the, the constant list of the shopping. It's the business, it's the kids, it's the, all the to-dos that I don't think my husband deals with as women, right? It's constantly in our, in our heads. So if we can remove some of that, that's pretty exciting to me.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty transformational. I don't think we realize how much it is until a lot of it is gone. And one of the easiest ways is to let go of a lot of your stuff because as you let go of your excess stuff, that's less stuff you have to think about maintain, dust, move around, take care of. So it's this, you know, we talk a lot, people talk a lot about mindfulness and simplicity of the mind, and that is all great. But a really easy way to actually get more mindfulness and get more peace in your head is to declutter the physical environment. It's very tangible. It's very obvious. There's sort of this before and after. You don't have to spend hours on a meditation cushion. You don't have to go on a retreat. You can actually do this by decluttering your medicine cabinet or your junk drawer, and you will create a little bit of mental space. Like every time you create physical space, you're creating mental space at the exact same time. And so it's the easiest way. It's cheaper than therapy. And it's it's kind of fun, too, because you get to see before and after. So, yeah, I, I think for women especially, it's just a way. And I'll be honest, when I started my journey, that was really kind of what I was going for is like, I just want more free time. I want to be able to sit on the couch. I want to be able to relax and do the things I want to do. I actually wasn't going about the decluttering as a way to change my life or start a business or all these different things that ended up actually happening. I just wanted some free time. I just wanted to sit down and relax and have that calm in my head where I didn't have to think about things. And I did get some of that. And then I got all these other added bonuses
0: as a result. When you first started talking about this, that was the first thing I thought of because, you know, of an evening, once the kids go to bed, I run around like a mad woman trying to pick up and reset the house just so I don't have to deal with it the next day. Right. So it's a fresh, clean slate for the next day. But it takes time. Like by the time I've done, all of that, I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go to bed. Like there's no white space to just relax.
1: Yeah. And that was kind of how I felt. I felt like I went from my job number one, which was teaching. So I was serving my students. And then I went to job number two, which was taking care of my family. So I'm serving my family. And then there was job number three, which was serving my stuff. And when you kind of, and that's a very typical, what you described is a very typical evening for a working mom or an entrepreneurial mom. And what I decided was I didn't want there to be no serving of myself because what you're constantly doing in that case is you're never actually having any time for you, which is so necessary to be your best self. So I decided I I wanted to maintain my job. So I kept serving my students. I obviously was going to keep serving and providing for my family, but my stuff, uh -uh, I was not going to serve that. Oh,
0: I love this so much, Rose. What do you think, for everyone listening, for myself, what do you think Gotten in the way? Why haven't we thought of this before? Like what's stopping us from actually taking action on this or thinking to do this ourselves?
1: Well, I think the number one answer to that that I get from women is time. I don't have time to declutter. And there's a lot of truth to that for busy moms. You don't have time to take a shower half the time, let alone declutter the junk drawer. But there's sort of this uh, catch-22. You don't have time to declutter, but because you haven't decluttered, you also don't have time. So your stuff is absorbing your time. And so... If time is the reason that you feel that you can't start, I always tell people just start with the smallest possible step. And I know we're going to talk a little later about ways to get started. But realize a lot of times when we're looking at our stuff, we're looking at everything. It's like looking at a mountain and being like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to climb that mountain? It's huge. But how do you climb a mountain? Well, you start taking one step up the mountain and after... You know, dozens and hundreds of steps and thousands of steps, eventually you're at the top of the mountain. It's the same with your stuff. If you sit there and you just look at every single thing and think about everything, the kids' stuff, your stuff, your partner's stuff, the stuff in the attic, the stuff in the basement, the stuff they got at the birthday party last weekend, you will become paralyzed by that and you won't take action because you're overwhelmed. And so what I help people do is break it down to just that first beginning step that they can take. I have a lot of strategies too that really take no extra time out of your day whatsoever. I mean, I always tell people, you know, when they tell me they don't have time, like I get it. I did this when I was working full time outside the home and I had three two year olds. I did not have extra time. <laughs> I was not a person with copious amounts of free time. But the reason that I kept doing it was because of the free time that it created. Because after I started letting go of the stuff, I found that at the ends of the long days, which are still long and exhausting, because I had a full time job, I had three two tut- two-year-olds, I found that I was starting to be able to sit down on the couch. I was starting to be able to relax. And that was why I kept going. So if you feel like you don't have time, think about the amount of time you would have if you did this. And, and so it's sort of like your time excuse is actually a symptom of the problem. And and that was for myself as well. I'm not here to judge anyone or tell anyone like, oh, you you know, you have time. I get it. I'm a busy mom, too. And, and all of us are struggling with time. But the fastest way to create more time is to let go of things that are currently absorbing your time and your energy. And you'll find that it pays time dividends, which is a beautiful beautiful thing in my opinion
0: yes yes I love that I love as well that you have come from a place of having triplets so I can't even imagine how little time you had with triplets it
1: it was pretty insane they're 13 now so you know we're past the crazy point but this was I mean I I don't think it's um it's not a coincidence that I did this when they were two and I was working full-time and I had just gone back to work full-time so I stayed home for two years then I went back to teaching and so it's when you get to those points in life where you don't have any margin where you are so stressed that something's got to give. And for me, I didn't want that to be my sanity. And so I started letting go of my stuff. And if you, if someone's listening to this and you're at that point where you're like, I, I feel like something's got to give and I'm worried it's going to be me. Well, for the love of God, declutter the closets, let go of the clothing and the toys and the stuff. Don't let go of your sanity. Because, and that sounds a little extreme, but honestly, for many moms, it kind of gets to that point. Um, It gets to this point of stress and overwhelm and shame and all of these things that actually really keep people people from from living their life in a way that feels joyful and beautiful. So yeah, um, I don't really even know where I was going with all of that, but I kind of... I kind of went off on a little tangent there. <laughs> I love that
0: message. And I think I think it's important for anyone listening that it, you, you can choose this. Like it gets to be easy. It gets to be full of joy. Our journey gets to be whatever we want it to be. I'm a huge believer of that. And this could be like the first step that you take towards that person, that mum you want to be, um, that woman, that, that life with margin, you know, with white space. I think that's so important. So if someone's listening and they're like, okay, yes, this is for me. I want to get started. What's the best way for them to start without getting overwhelmed? What would you suggest?
1: So, there are two pieces of advice that I give when people want to get started. And the first is to start with your own stuff. And I say that because a lot of times when we're feeling overwhelmed, we tend to cast our eyes to the other people we live with. It's the kids, it's our partner, it's our brother-in-law who has all his stuff in our basement. And it's not to say that those people wouldn't benefit from this, but especially if you have older kids, if they're over the age of five, you don't want to start with their stuff. You probably don't want to start with your partner's stuff. Um, There can be a little bit of hypocrisy if you haven't taking care of your own things first and even young children can see that. So I always recommend to start with your own things, whatever is in your jurisdiction. So would it be your Personal care products, your clothing. If you're the person who's in charge of cooking in the house, the kitchen is probably your jurisdiction. So start with your own things and then allow the other people you live with to take notice, which they will. And then when you approach them about offering to help them with their things, it's coming from a place of authenticity. And that is just a much better way for this to go. And also, what happens, I found, is a lot of times you don't even really need to approach those other people. They just sort of naturally get on board. I saw that happen in my own life. I've seen it Happen in the lives of clients and students countless times. So start with your own stuff, whatever is yours. Um, now, if your kids are younger than five, it's okay to also start with their stuff because they're really too young to be very effective at decluttering. So if they're four and under, it's okay to, to do their things. But if they're five and above, you wanna s- definitely start with your own things and set the example. Um, so that's the first piece of advice, start with your own stuff. And the second piece of advice is to start somewhere easy. A lot of times when people start thinking about decluttering, their minds go, and and I've seen this happen so many times, their minds go to the absolute most emotionally difficult thing they could deal with. And it's typically photographs, memorabilia, sentimental items, cards, letters, old diaries, things from ex-boyfriends. Don't start with those things. I often tell people um, when you're dealing with your stuff, you're actually dealing with your emotions about your stuff. It's not really about the physical object. It's about how you feel about that object and what you think that object says about you. As such, don't start where the feelings are high, where the feelings are strong. I'll tell you where I started. I started with my towels. I have an entire TEDx talk called How Many Towels Do You Need? It's worth 10 minutes of your time. Um, Give it a thumbs up if you do watch it, or if you like it. If you don't like it, then that's okay. Don't give it a thumbs up. Um, but, But I started with my towels, and in retrospect, I realized why. Well, first of all, it was pretty much my own stuff. I asked my husband. but he didn't care about the towels. And it was emotionless. I don't have strong emotional connections to towels. Like I don't fondly remember every time I've dried my hands. So it's really easy to let go of something like that. And eventually I worked my way up to the boxes in the attic that contained sentimental items and memorabilia and things that were attached to my identity. But if I had tried to start there, I would have quit because that is too emotionally difficult when you're a beginner. So pick your own stuff, but also start somewhere easy, wherever it feels easy to you. So a lot of this actually is based on how you feel. So feel into your heart what would feel easy for you to deal with that is yours it's always going to feel easier to deal with other people's stuff because you're not as emotionally attached to it. But we don't want to start there. Start with your own stuff, start where it feels easy, and then work your way on from there. So that would be my advice for for people who want to get going on this.
0: Oh, I love that. And I guess just doing one thing at a time, not because I'm the type of person that would just go decide something, go hell for leather and start three things at once and then end up with more mess than, than I started with.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want start, to start in a simple place. So like I said, I started with my towel. That's one category. That's not the entire bathroom. That's just the towels. And they are one part of all the things that are in the bathroom. So, you know, decide how you kind of can break it down to one specific thing, like clothing. Clothing is a lot of stuff for most of us. But what if you just started with purses? Or what if you just started with pants or jeans or workout leggings or underwear or socks like you can start you can break that category down as small as you need to to feel like you can get started um, because again most people it is it's it's this big overwhelming task but actually how long would it take anybody to just go through and declutter the socks that they don't like you could do that in under 10 minutes I would think just the socks but if you tried to do your entire wardrobe you're looking at several hours which most of us don't have um, so yeah so that would be the, the way to go about it
0: and how ruthless, Rose, do we get? Like when you say declutter how ruthless should we be <laughs>
1: <laughs> super ruthless those things are not your friends they're your enemy no you want to do this at a pace in a way that feels good to you so i always tell people really what letting go is about is finding the way to let go that feels good uh, letting go should always feel good to you if it feels like you're doing something really painful where you're just like ripping off a band-aid and it hurts and you're like oh but i'm gonna get through it um you're going a little too hard if that's the attitude you want to you want to feel good about this so what is the best way for you to let go what is the simplest way in a way that feels light and feels freeing because this really should be a journey that feels joyful and beautiful to you so yeah so so be ruthless but uh you know you don't need to come at this like you're actually going into a war zone here you can do it you can do it in a way that's good still good for your heart
0: yes i love that i love that it's all about the feeling i think that's so important Hey all you business mamas, I'm Raylan Minka, host of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast, a show about the shared experiences and common struggles of motherhood. If you've ever felt lonely in your motherhood journey or asked yourself, am I the only one experiencing this? Then this podcast is for you. Infertility, mom guilt, postpartum recovery, relationship and body changes after having children. These are just a few of the topics I dive into with my guests. So when you finish binging this episode of This Mama Means Business, make sure you reopen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast listening app of choice and subscribe to the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast today. Lose the loneliness and gain a community, mama. Can't wait to hang out with you soon. Now back to your episode. Okay, so switching gears a little bit. So for those of us that have, especially I think young children, where they're bringing stuff home all the time, whether it's like paintings from daycare or toys from birthday parties or just getting, I don't know, I buy my boys way too much plastic toys. Like how do we stop bringing clutter back into the house after we've decluttered?
1: Yeah, so I always tell people, you want to realize that you are the gatekeeper of your home. And as the gatekeeper, you get to decide what comes in and what doesn't come in. So some of those things, you know, you, you mentioned a few different things. The first would be your own personal consumption habits. If you feel like you're buying your kids lots of things, well, why why is that? What's underneath of that? And, and that's where this gets into that emotional realm pretty quickly. You know, I know for my own self, there was this feeling like, well, maybe Maybe I'm not a good mom if I don't buy them the things that they want. I can afford it. So I should buy it for them. You know, I want them to have a great childhood. And really all of that is a sense of insecurity because I feel like, well, am I not a good enough mom if I don't buy it for them? You know, so I really encourage people, if you're recognizing habits, get underneath by asking yourself why. Why do I feel like I need to buy this for my kids? What's the reasoning there? And then you also talked about the things they bring home from school, the pictures and so forth, the papers. And I am a big fan of having your children make decisions on all of those things. So I remember when my kids were in kindergarten and the first time they came home and I said, they showed me the things in the backpack. I went through the folder on all the things and I said, okay, and I handed it back to them. I said, what do you want to do with it? And they kind of looked at me and I was like, well, what do you want to do with it? Because here's the thing, just because they brought it home and their name is on, it doesn't mean that it's your job to make decisions on all their papers. It's actually, they made it. They get to make the decision. So, but you have to give them some options. So I had a display wall where they could display some things. They Each had their own memorabilia bin where if they wanted to keep it, they could put it in their memorabilia bin. And I think as moms, you will save yourself a lot of headache and heartache later the sooner you teach your children to be responsible for their own things. Now, again, they've got to be probably about five years old before you're gonna be able to do this. So if they're under five, you make the decision is this the kind of thing, this painting or this artwork that you're going to want to treasure and keep forever and ever? Maybe I do have some of those things in a bin in my attic. Is this the kind of thing that you might want to look at on the fridge for a week and then put it in the recycling maybe um so just kind of decide for yourself what are sort of the different categories of places that you would put special paintings and things that your kids make and just start putting them there and another big thing you know a lot of moms talk about we hide the the recycling we put at the bottom of the recycling we hide it we take it out in the middle of the night when the kids are sleeping and I'm all about that do it do it however I also think we need to teach our kids that there's nothing shameful with letting go of things that we are done with and so I can remember when my kids were were younger and they'd bring home worksheets and things from school and I'd say oh my gosh look at what you learned you are learning to. Multiply, this is awesome. You got a sticker on this one, it's so great. You should be so proud of yourself. And then I put it in the recycling right in front of them because I want them to learn that their accomplishments and their value is not dependent on me keeping this piece of paper. We're gonna praise it and we're gonna celebrate it, and then we're gonna put it in the recycling right there. And so you kind of break that shame connection between letting go and value, self-worth, which I think is a lot of what we build up, and it's also quite natural, but I think it's important to teach kids that it's okay to let go of something that they did at school. It's okay to let go of a painting or a piece of artwork that they did. It's absolutely okay. Um, so those are some, those are some things that might help you out or other moms who might be struggling with that same thing.
0: Yes, I love that. Oh my goodness. That's really helpful for me. So my elder Spencer goes into kindergarten next year or into big school as we call it. And that's really helpful to actually let him make decisions because I have been so guilty of like putting it in the recycling and then he spots it, right? And he's like, oh no, how did that get there? Am I, oh, I don't know. Let's let's rescue it. And like, <laughs> that is not <laughs> where we want to go with this. So I love that you shared that. Thank you so much, Rose. So do you have something to offer them? Where can they go to find out more? How can they connect with you? I feel like so many of our listeners are going to want more of you in their life when it comes to this decluttering.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to go is my website, which is roselounsbury.com. And I will spell Lounsbury for you. It's L-O-U-N-S-B-U-R-Y.com. And that's where you can find some free things. I have a free simplicity starter guide. I offer some free webinars. I do free challenges. And you'll find all that stuff on the website so that's the best place to go. If you like hanging out on social media, I am on Instagram and my handle is at Rose Roselounsbury. I'm also on Facebook and I have a really rockin' Facebook group called Minimalism is Fun and our focus there is simplicity and decluttering for working moms. So it is the only simplicity group on Facebook specifically for working moms, so I would encourage you to look up Minimalism is Fun and you can hang out with us there.
0: Perfect. I will have all of those links as well as your TED Talk link in the show. Notes as well for anyone that wants to go and check those out. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, and I cannot wait to share this with everyone.
1: Awesome. It was my pleasure. Kylie, thanks for having me.
0: Every single week, I do my best to bring you two episodes that are going to really add value to your life, whether they speak to your motherhood journey or your business one. I pull my heart and soul into this podcast, recording and editing them all myself. So there is a really simple way you could return the favor. If you will leave me a review, head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and let me know how I'm doing. Leave me a few words that let me know what content you like best or what you might like to hear in the future. I create this for you, so I would appreciate that so very much. For the show notes and links from today, please head over to my website, kyliekelly.com podcast. I cannot wait to bring you more value and more juicy content to your earbuds soon. But for now, I hope you continue to have an incredible day and know that mama, you've totally got this shit. Okay, bye for now.